Democrats freak out about illegal immigrants being sent by Republican governors to Martha's Vineyard and other blue cities. Janet Yellen praises the IRS. And Joe Biden calls for unity five minutes after labeling half of Americans threats to the republic. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is The Ben Shapiro Show. The Ben Shapiro Show is sponsored by ExpressVPN. I talk about them every single show. Why haven't you just gotten a VPN yet? What I got to do here? Get ExpressVPN right now at expressvpn.com slash Ben. Also, if you're looking for ways to save money, and now would be a great time to save money, considering we are about to enter Joe Biden's very, very serious recession. Well, look at that phone bill. You're spending way too much with the big guys. You're talking Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile. They spend way too much of your money on marketing. They spend way too much of your money on the brick and mortar stores. And so they need to upcharge you on pretty much everything. They need to sell you more data than you need. This is why you need to shift over to Pure Talk. Pure Talk gives you a myriad of choices so you can choose the data plan that's right for you, whether that's two gigs per month or an unlimited plan with a mobile hotspot. By switching over to Pure Talk, the average family of four is saving over 75 bucks every single month. Customers are realizing they simply don't need as much data as they thought they did in the first place. Plus, this month, when you switch over to Pure Talk, you get one month for free. I've been endorsing Pure Talk for two years. They have never made an offer this big. Just head on over to puretalk.com, choose your plan, enter promo code Shapiro for this special offer. That is puretalk.com, enter promo code Shapiro, get one month for free. Again, Pure Talk makes it easy to find the right plan for you and your family. They're a veteran-owned company, and they make the switch from your current provider incredibly easy. It's not going to take you more than 10 minutes. Head on over to puretalk.com, choose your plan, enter promo code Shapiro for this special offer. That's puretalk.com, enter promo code Shapiro to get one month for free. Also, you may have noticed that in this time where Democrats are attempting to basically regulate out of existence the internal combustion engine in California, for example, they're saying that beyond 2030, you won't even be able to buy a car powered by gas. You need to keep your car running. You cannot afford to let that thing fall apart, which is why you need rockauto.com. The value of your minivan, pickup, sedan, whatever it is you drive, probably actually appreciated significantly during the last year. That is likely to continue. Preserve your car by getting at the parts it needs over at rockauto.com. Rockauto.com has been in the auto parts business for 20 years. They're family owned and their goal is to make auto parts available and affordable to keep you safe on the road. They not only have the auto parts you need, but they'll give you a selection of trusted name brands to choose from. You can pick brakes that match how you use your vehicle for towing, racing, or just commuting to work. You can get suspension, exhaust, air conditioning, and the other kits that provide all the parts you need for that successful repair. Head on over to rockauto.com, get brakes, shocks, carpets, wipers, headlights, mirrors, mufflers, lug nuts, or anything else you need. That's rockauto.com. Be sure to write Shapiro in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Well, 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 if it isn't the consequences of our own lawn signs, that's pretty much what is happening right now in American politics as people all over blue cities are just screaming into the, into the atmosphere about the fact that some illegal immigrants are now being sent from deep red areas where the border is open, thanks to President Biden, to deep blue areas that are very, very far away from that border where they really, really like open borders, right? You'll remember that around blue areas, places I used to live, places like Los Angeles, there are all these lawn signs that people love to stack, right? These are things that, that show just how wonderful you are because you put up a lawn sign. It doesn't actually require you to do anything, but if you put up the lawn sign, it means that you're a better person than your neighbors. And if you don't put up the lawn sign, well, then you are some sort of evil conservative monster. And it's lawn signs that say things like, in this house, we believe black lives matter. Women's rights are human rights. No human is illegal. Science is real. Love is love. Kindness is everything. Water is wet. And all this kind of stuff, right? It, and the, these lawn signs are the great marker that if God forbid there's a race riot, you shouldn't have your house broken into. Or if, if God, God forbid, there is some sort of huge illegal immigration crisis, you can be counted on not to actually do anything of use, but at least you will express your deep, deep sympathies. So all these folks have these lawn signs. And then it turns out that 
if illegal immigrants arrive on their actual lawn, they're like, well, well, or they will give a little bit and then they will say, look what heroes we are for having done this for five seconds while we foisted this sort of policy in the thousands, the tens of thousands, the hundreds of thousands on our fellow Americans. Those lawn signs, they really make people feel good on the inside, but they are really just a shield so that you don't have to do much. And when you're called on to do a lot, when you're called on to do nearly anything, then all of a sudden, all of that goes away and it's nimbyism up and down the block. Then all of a sudden, all of those lawn signs go away and what replaces them is the neighborhood watch sign. Because as it turns out, people don't like the consequences of their own lawn signs. They don't like them at all. The consequences of their lawn signs require them to do things. And that's not what the left is all about. That's not what these lawn sign virtue signalers are all about. They're about making you do things. And so there is great irony to the hue and cry that is now being heard from top to bottom in the Democratic Party about Ron DeSantis sending like 50 illegal immigrants to Martha's Vineyard. Martha's Vineyard has a population of some 20,000 people. It's like 50 people. I mean, the, the, the notion that this is going to sink Martha's Vineyard is entirely insane. And it's especially insane given the fact that we have been told that the border is closed. I mean, I don't even know. Why is there a crisis? Is there a crisis? How could there be a crisis? It is currently Friday. Just last Sunday, Kamala Harris, the wisest, fairest, and, and most immortal of all beings, she actually said on Meet the Press that our border is completely secure in the sense that we have a border and borders should be secure. So they're completely, I mean, this was Kamala Harris, the vice president of the United States, who we know is well qualified for her position specifically because she's a black woman. So, I mean, there is no greater recommendation of high qualification than that. So here's Kamala Harris, our extraordinarily competent vice president, who's been put in charge of the border, but still has not visited, explaining that the border is secure just on Sunday. But it seems like the border isn't so secure. But here she is. So who do I believe? My eyes and the Democrats who are now screaming that illegal immigration is, is a problem when it hits Martha's Vineyard? Or do I believe Kamala Harris? I just don't know what to do, guys. We're going to have two million people cross this border for the first time ever. You're confident this border is secure? We have a secure border in that that is a priority for any nation, including ours and our administration. But there are still a lot of problems that we are trying to fix, given the deterioration that happened over the last four years. We also have to put in place a, 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 a law and a plan for a pathway for citizenship. You see, the border is secure in the sense that there is a border that should be secure, and we care about that, so it is secure because borders. Your vice president of the United States. Meanwhile, you have Eric Adams, the mayor of New York, suggesting if you think that Joe Biden doesn't have a handle on the border, you're sleeping under a rock, man. This guy is totally in charge of the border. He knows exactly what he's doing. Also, can we declare like a state of emergency and beg the federal government for money in a city of, you know, eight and a half million people because a couple thousand illegal immigrants arrived here? I mean, it's a giant emergency, but let's just say this. Joe Biden is completely in control, not of his bowels so much, but definitely in control of the border. Not going to be like those municipalities and states where we fly people to Martha's Vineyard, where we put people on buses uh, and have them fail to get the basic items they need. And anyone who states that this administration does not have a handle on this crisis, they must have been sleeping under a rock. I love this. Okay, in the same press conference where Eric Adams says that this administration has a handle on this crisis, he also announced that New York City is reassessing longstanding procedures that stem from a law requiring the city to shelter undomiciled people. 
Brendan McGuire, the chief counsel for the city, said, quote, we are reassessing the city's practices with respect to the right to shelter. It's important because we don't exist in a vacuum to reconsider the practices the city developed that flow from the right to shelter. In fact, New York City has basically said that they are reaching a breaking point. Why? Because since May, some 11,000 asylum seekers have arrived. 11,000 in a city of eight and a half million. And can I just point out that over the course of the past year, two million illegal immigrants have arrived in the United States and they are largely descending on towns like Del Rio, Texas. Total population, like 35,000. They got Eric Adams out there simultaneously saying we have an emergency in New York City because 11,000 people showed up in New York City. By the way, I'll bet you 11,000 people have left New York City over the course of the last year. When he says 11,000 people showed up, national emergency, also Joe Biden is in control. It's very clear that Joe Biden is not in control. And this is the thing the Democrats refuse to say. The real problem with illegal immigration is not coming from Florida. The real problem with illegal immigration is not coming from Texas. The real problem with illegal immigration is coming from the federal government. And so this raises the question for the administration as to whether the border is secure. So Corinne Jean-Pierre, the wildly untalented press secretary of the United States, to the president of the United States, she was asked whether the border is secure. And uh, let us say that her answer was lacking. Does the White House stand by those comments that the border is secure? What we stand by is that we are doing everything that we can uh, to make sure that um, uh, that we follow the process that's been put forth. That, that's why we have uh, historic funding uh, to do just that, to make sure that, um, uh, you know, uh, um, uh, to make sure that um, uh, um, to make sure uh, that uh, the folks that we encounter uh, at the border uh, be removed uh, or expelled. Is the border secure? I, I'm just going to refer back to the vice president. We agree with her. She is saying that there's a lot of work to do. Okay, but that's not what she said. She said there's a lot of work to do and the border is secure. So we are going to make a completely circular reference here. The vice president says the border is secure and that it's not secure. Karine Jean-Pierre, the border is secure because the Kamala Harris's of the world say that it's secure. It's just, it's it's just an echo chamber of stupidity. It's amazing. And well, meanwhile, they actually went and asked one of the illegal immigrants who was just shipped up to the Northeast whether, in fact, the border is secure. In fact, this is an illegal immigrant who was outside Kamala Harris's house, right? Sent by Greg Abbott, <laughs> the governor of Texas. They're like, is the border secure? He's like, well, I'm here, aren't I? I mean, uh, what do you think? Vice President Harris uh, said that the border is closed. Is the border closed? Do you believe that the border is closed or is it open? It's open, not closed. The border is open. The border is open. Do you believe that all the migrants believe that the border is open? Yeah, everybody believes that the border is open. It's open because we enter. We come in yeah. free. No problem. And, and But it's open for you to come illegally, right? Illegally, yes, illegally. That's true. And you came illegally? Yeah, we came illegally, not legal. He's outside Kamala Harris' house. I'm sorry. That's that's really funny. I mean, it's funny in a very darkly humorous way, but like, come on. You got Kamala Harris on side. The border is secure. And then outside her house, there's a guy like, yeah, no, I'm here. Like, I'm right here. And um, I went through the border illegally. And uh, no, it's not secure. Well, really well done on the part of the Democrats here. Really, really well done. Well, Ron DeSantis, of course, has sort of taken the PR lead here by sending illegal immigrants up to Martha's Vineyard. As we'll get to in a second, thoughts and prayers to the residents of Martha's Vineyard on their Tony Island. I mean, just honestly, our hearts go out to them. When I look at the most victimized people on earth, I think of like the Kurds in Iraq. I think maybe the people of Hong Kong who've now been subjected to Chinese tyranny. I think lots of sub-Saharan African countries where people are living barely above subsistence level. And I think of the residents of Martha's Vineyard 
who every so often might have to look at an illegal immigrant in Martha's Vineyard now. I mean, it's just, it's, it's devastating. It's a devastating turn of affairs for those people. Governor Ron DeSantis, who had the great temerity. I mean, this guy's, as we will see, a massive human rights violator for putting illegal immigrants on an air-conditioned charter airplane and sending them to one of the most tony parts of the United States where every leftist vacations. I mean, it's, it, it, it's really difficult. I mean, as we, you know, the comparisons that you're about to see from the left here between Martha's Vineyard and Auschwitz are really a, a little off, shall we say? Anyway, here is Ron DeSantis saying, listen, you guys, you, you want to get to a sanctuary state, right? You don't want to get arrested by ICE. You don't want to get sent back down south of the border. So we're sending you where you will be most safe, to a sanctuary city. I mean, they're begging for it. They say, come here and be free. Okay, so I'm helping you. Here's a free plane ticket. Ron DeSantis, great humanitarian. We've had different operations in the panhandle where we've stopped uh, human smugglers. There have been tr criminal charges brought. There have been drug seized. There have been a whole bunch of things. But yes, if you have folks that are inclined to think Florida is a good place, our message to them is we are not a sanctuary state. And it's better to be able to go to a sanctuary jurisdiction and yes, we will help facilitate that transport for you to be able to go to greener pastures. Okay, so, by the way, many of the residents of Martha's Vineyard, it should be said, are actually handling this really well. Like, they're actually providing charity to people. Okay, great. Good. So you're living out your lawn sign, and congratulations to you. But that's not how the media and the politicians are treating it. They're treating, like, treating this like this is a great assault upon blue state America. It's a great assault for illegal immigrants to go to New York City or Chicago or Martha's Vineyard. So there actually is kind of a wild difference between some of the voters, the people who are like going to churches and actually attempting to take care of the illegal immigrants in Martha's Vineyard and all of the, poli the politicos who are just screaming about how evil Ron DeSantis is for, for sending these people here. Ron DeSantis says, listen, there's a very simple solution here. If you don't like people being sent to Martha's Vineyard, then uh, how about you just close the border, Joe? The minute even a small fraction of what those border towns deal with every day is brought to their front door, they all of a sudden go berserk and they're so upset that this is happening and it just shows you you know their virtue signaling is a fraud so our message is you know we're not a sanctuary state uh we don't have benefits or, or any of that there are some sanctuary jurisdictions and that would be better now what would be the best is for biden to do his damn job and secure the border well of course that's exactly correct christina Peshaw, the uh, spokesperson for ron DeSantis's campaign said that the Biden voters on Martha's Vineyard, well, listen, I mean, Barack Obama has a $14 million home there. He's got some extra bedrooms. So, I mean, literally, anytime he feels like housing some people over there, he is free to do so. I mean, it's, it's empty most of the year. So what exactly is the problem? I mean, where, where are the great humanitarians? Let's see this thing. As I say, there are some humanitarians over there who are actually doing it, but not the people who are complaining. Martha's Vineyard has actually declared a humanitarian crisis over the arrival of 50 illegal immigrants. Apparently, the Martha's Vineyard community put out a full-on statement. The statement is uh, rather lengthy. It says, update. We continue to provide shelter, food, and care to individuals that arrived on the island yesterday. A coalition of vineyard towns, community-based, and nonprofit groups are assisting in this effort. We'll continue to work very closely with our state partners who have pledged support and resources for any unmet needs we may have. As we do with any shelter operation, we are focused on meeting the immediate needs of people who are sheltering and engaged in contingency planning if the situation changes. And they said, of course, that this is essentially an emergency situation. They declared that um, it is a humanitarian crisis. A humanitarian crisis is, and uh, thoughts and prayers, if Martha's Vineyard has a flag, we can all put it in our, in our Twitter profile so that we can really feel solidarity here. Now, the reason that I have a, a little bit less sympathy, shall we say, 
for all the members of the media who are freaking out about all of this and some of the members of Martha's Vineyard who have backed mass illegal immigration is that the kind of numbers we're talking about in Martha's Vineyard are nothing. Okay, they're really nothing, comparatively speaking, to the border towns. Okay, the simple fact is that NPR reported recently that the feds had essentially just been dropping people off in rural American towns to wait for court hearings. So for all the talk about Ron DeSantis is shipping people to Martha's Vineyard, the federal government under Joe Biden was taking illegal immigrants and just shipping them to small rural towns and leaving them there. This is according to PBS, reporting Dan Lieberman, Lena Jackson, and David Coles, quote, a surge in crossings at the U.S.-Mexico border in recent months has led U.S. border agents to drop some migrants off at sites in rural American towns to begin their wait for court hearings. But these towns often lack the means to cope with the influx, even though aid groups have stepped in to help. Why, I mean, so what you're telling me, as we'll see, is that if what Ron DeSantis did is just awful and terrible, how bad is it that Joe Biden has been doing this with literally tens of thousands of people for the last couple of years? Meanwhile, by the way, it is truly amazing that McAllen, Texas, okay, for example, has been asked to shelter, I'm not kidding you, like up to 50, uh, up to 1,500 migrants a day, okay? We're not talking about 50 people ever. We are talking about 1,000, 1,500 migrants a day. This is according to CBS News. McAllen, Texas, total population 142,000, was asked, this is a report from CBS News back in August of last year, it says communities like McAllen along the U.S.-Mexico border are scrambling to house a growing number of migrants seeking legal asylum in the United States who are released to await immigration court hearings. Buses driven by U.S. Customs and Border Protection dropped off a record-breaking 11,000 migrants in McAllen last week. One week, 11,000 migrants. So you got Eric Adams declaring a state of emergency in New York City because 11,000 illegal immigrants have been dropped off there since like May. In one week in McAllen, Texas, a town of 140,000 people, 11,000 migrants were dropped off in one week. When they arrived, they were tested for COVID-19 under a gazebo, quarantined next to a playground, and cared for in the open air. The McAllen mayor, Javier Villalobos, said he wasn't 100% sure how the situation got so dire. He said the number went from 500 to 600 a day, soon after 1,000 a day, then in excess of 1,500 a day. I didn't hear a lot of sympathy from the left at that time about how the border policy was completely out of control. Apparently, they only care when Martha's Vineyard suddenly has an influx of 50, count them, 50 people. When McAllen, Texas is supposed to take in 11,000 in a week, that is not worthy of any sort of hue and cry nationally, obviously. Well, Democratic leaders are freaking out a little bit. According to the Wall Street Journal, an accelerating campaign by Republican governors to send migrants to Democratic strongholds, initially seen by many Democratic officials as a political stunt, now has those officials scrambling as migrants unexpectedly arrive in a widening number of locales. Now, by the way, the reason why they are also scrambling is because they can look at the example of other countries where mass migration has shifted the politics of the country to the right in reaction to the mass migration. The most recent example is Sweden. Sweden recently elected a right-wing government for the first time in nearly a decade. And they did so largely because of backlash to mass legal immigration and illegal immigration into Sweden. So it turns out that even blue state people are not real fond of a bunch of illegal immigrants simply showing up and demanding public benefits. That's true in Sweden, as it is true in New York City, as it is true in Los Angeles, as it is true in Martha's Vineyard. According to the Wall Street Journal, the latest instance of the campaign came Wednesday afternoon when planes carrying 50 migrants seeking asylum, mostly from Venezuela, landed unexpectedly in Martha's Vineyard in Massachusetts. The moves follow similar efforts by Texas Governor Greg Abbott and Arizona Governor Doug Ducey, who in recent months have sent thousands of asylum-seeking migrants who crossed the southern border illegally into their state on buses to Washington, D.C., New York, and most recently Chicago. 
Ron DeSantis said, we're not a sanctuary state. We are not a sanctuary state. It's better to be able to go to a sanctuary jurisdiction. So we will help you out. Greg Abbott said the Biden-Harris administration continues ignoring and denying the historic crisis at our southern border, which has endangered and overwhelmed Texas communities for almost two years. Meanwhile, Corinne Jean-Pierre said that this was just absolutely horrible. It's terrible. It's no good. It's very bad. And again, this split message just doesn't work for Democrats. Either it's a pure wonder that they are receiving so many illegal immigrants because illegal immigration is a good thing and we have to be tolerant and we have to be diverse, multicultural, or it's a bad thing, in which case you get to complain, but you also have to shut the border. They can't have it both ways. On the one hand, they say illegal immigration is a wondrous good for the United States. It shows the sympathy of the United States. It shows our open arms. It shows that the slogans on the Statue of Liberty are the real constitution. And on the other hand, they're like, and if you show up at our house, man, are we going to be pissed? Let me tell you, if you show up here, let me tell you, then it's an emergency. But Joe Biden is in control. But also, it's real bad if you come here. Again, well, 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 if it isn't the consequences of your own lawn sign. Get to more on this in just one second. First, let's talk about the fact that as an employer, you need the best employees. It's something we are constantly having to deal with here at Daily Wire because we're a growing company. That means we need the best employees, and this is why we count on ZipRecruiter. You should do the same. ZipRecruiter.com slash Daily Wire. ZipRecruiter will do the work for you. They use their powerful technology to find and match the right candidates up with your job. You can easily review these recommended candidates and invite your top choices to apply. ZipRecruiter is so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within day one. No wonder ZipRecruiter is the number one rated hiring site based on G2 satisfaction ratings as of January 1st, 2022. Right now, to try ZipRecruiter for free, my my listeners can go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Daily Wire. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash D-A-I-L-Y-W-I-R-E. ZipRecruiter is indeed the smartest way to hire. We have so many of our employees here, thanks to ZipRecruiter, and they're great. Because again, ZipRecruiter does all the heavy lifting when you're looking for a great employee. So why wait around or go through tons and tons of resumes yourself? Instead, use ZipRecruiter, speed the process up, make it more efficient, ZipRecruiter.com. Also, one of the things you may have noticed in American life is that you can own a gun. You can be a good, law-abiding, Second Amendment-believing person. And if, God forbid, you have to use the gun, it can still provide a real legal hassle for you. You've seen these high-profile cases where that's exactly what happens. This is why you need to be a member of the USCCA. It's not enough to legally and safely own a firearm to protect your family. If you want to fully protect yourself and your loved ones, you have to be prepared for the mental, physical, and legal ramifications of self-defense, which is why I'm a member of the U.S. Concealed Carry Association. You should be too. Right now, the USCCA is giving away a free concealed carry and family defense guide and a chance to win 1000 bucks to buy a firearm to protect yourself and your family. 100% free. Just text Ben to 87222. In this 58-page defense guide, you will learn how to detect attackers before they see you, what the USCCA has learned about school shootings, equipment and training basics, about the law and justice system, how to responsibly own and store a gun, particularly if you have small children. Text Ben to 87222 for instant access to this free guide. Enter for the chance to win a thousand bucks to put toward a firearm to protect your family. Text Ben to 87222 right now again. Text Ben to 87222 right now to get started. Okay, so this has led to the dramatic narrative from the media and from the Democrats, which is that it's barbarism. It is the highest form of barbarism to put people on air-conditioned buses and planes to some of the most populous, Rich areas of the United States. Awful. They should have to stay in super poor towns along the Texas border until eventually they're released into kind of general American society. That, uh, until that point, they should be supported in, in, in McAllen. They, they, they should be supported in, in Del Rio. They should be supported basically not where we can see them. And not where we can see them. Because like, if we have to see them, then we actually have to look at them. And that's, that's, that's bad. If we have to care for them, that's, I mean, what do we pay these high taxes for if we have to care for them? According to so here is Joe Biden yesterday. Joe Biden, there I gotta say the optics of this are unbelievable. So Joe Biden 
is standing. For those who can't see this, he is giving a speech wearing a tuxedo. He's wearing a tuxedo, okay? Like a rich person suit. And he is saying, it is just awful. I, a very elderly, rich, white man, the most powerful person on the earth, whose job is to secure the border. It is just the height of terrible cruelty and evil to send people to a place where I like to vacation. It's really bad. I don't like that. You know, I, I want to be able to ride my bike and fall off my bike and lick ice cream without having to deal with this illegal immigration issue. That's for those Hispanic towns along the border to deal with. Here was Joe Biden yesterday declaring it cruel to ship illegal immigrants to sanctuary cities. And I'm proud that the Obama-Biden administration stood up for dreamers. My predecessor tried to end DACA, but the Biden-Harris administration is working to preserve it and fortify it. And with Secretary Mayorkas' leadership, we're committed to fixing the immigration system. Instead of working with us on solutions, Republicans are playing politics with human beings, using them as props. What they're doing is simply wrong. It's un-American. It's reckless. It is wrong and reckless and, and terrible and horrible. And here I am in my tux. I, an elderly, white, powerful man in my talks, I'm declaring that it is absolute cruelty to send people to my to where I live. I don't like that, says Joe Biden. Meanwhile, Karine Jean-Pierre, they're so bad at this. They really are. I mean, it was such it's such a bear trap for them, this particular issue, because, again, it's under their control. They can solve this problem. The border is a federal issue. It is like the key federal issue, actually. It's like the place where the federal government has the most authority, the most plenary power. And meanwhile, they're just about Republican governors sending people to blue cities. It's amazing. Here's Karine Jean-Pierre. This is an amazing line. She says, you know, these illegal immigrants, they deserve better than Martha's Vineyard. Name a place. Like, seriously, is there like a better place in America than Martha's Vineyard? If so, you're going to have to explain why everybody of, of liberal bent likes a vacation there. Where? Where are we supposed to send them exactly? Like Aspen? Like, well, where is better than Martha's Vineyard? Name the place, Karine. The children Governor Abbott abandoned in Martha's Vineyard, the children that the that um, that Governor DeSantis abandoned uh, as well, um, you know, deserve better. They deserve better than being left on the streets of D.C. I love that. They deserve better than being left on the streets of D.C. Well, I mean, I'll agree with that. No one deserves to live in D.C. That is indeed a terrible fate. If you are if you are left in D.C., for any reason whatsoever, I got to say, that federally run city is a, a bad place to be. I get it. But Martha's video, they, they deserve better than Martha's, like, where? The south coast of France? Like, this is like the best place in the world. What are you talking about? Hilariously, by the way, it, it, it's really funny because when you actually read what the illegal immigrants who are in Martha's Vineyard are saying, like, hey, it's kind of beautiful here. You know, it's kind of nice. Anyway. Green Jean-Pierre says, disrespectful to humanity, to, huma to all of humanity. Okay, we have a genocide taking place in Xinjiang against Muslims. We have, we have tribal warfare in large swaths of Africa. We have star mass starvation happening in Ukraine right now. But I got, it's, it's disrespectful to humanity to put people on charter flights to Martha's Vineyard. It's just, this cannot stand. This aggression cannot stand, says Karine Jean-Pierre. What they are doing is a legal stunt, is a, is a, is a political stunt. Um, oh, you think? And, uh, and it's, it's really just disrespectful to humanity. Uh, it, is, it doesn't afford them any dignity, what they're doing, when you are abandoning families uh, and children uh, in a place where they were told they were going to get housing, in a place where they were told they were going to get jobs, or abandoning in the DC, on the D.C. streets. Uh, it is just cruel.
It is cruel. You know, it's so cruel that the administration has been doing this for literally years. They just abandon people on the street in Los Angeles. They abandon them out on the street in rural areas that cannot handle them, like McAllen, Texas. But it's but Washington, D.C., I mean, Corinne Jean-Pierre can look out her window and see these people. And that, that's the real problem here. Meanwhile, Chuck Todd says, sending migrants is just inhumane. It's just terrible, says Chuck Todd. And it's all due to treating people as political pawns, leaving some migrants who might have been misled to believe they were going elsewhere, as reported by NPR, on a literal island that doesn't have any infrastructure designed to help them at all. In a word, it's inhumane. We drop them. It's inhumane. We drop them on an island that has no infrastructure that's like the richest vacation play spot for rich people ever. It's like Alcatraz, basically. I mean, we basically just left them on the island of Elba. Did you know that? And they took these planes there. And what they were met with was the Count of Monte Cristo. It was just like a rock in the middle of nowhere. And we just left them there for no reason. By the way, if you want to talk about inhumane, how about a border policy that incentivizes people to cross vast deserts and die in the desert of dehydration? How about a border policy that incentivizes people to give their life savings to a criminal coyote who puts them in the back of a truck and drives them across the border and then abandons them there to die? Which seems more inhumane to you? That or, oh my God, there's a bike rental store down the beach here. Like that's, we're talking about Martha's. (laughs) By the way, as a political stunt, which this obviously is, Chef's kiss. I mean, it really is amazing stuff, right? Because he didn't, Ron DeSantis did not send people just to a major city that does have resources like Chicago or New York or Washington, D.C., places that are supposed to be the most welcoming, the most kind, massive resources. He sent them to a place where all the rich people are. And then the media is like, this is, this is inhumane. It's just terrible. It's, it's just terrible. I mean, how, how could this, how could this be? CBS News is like, this isn't like sending people to large cities. This is, this is sending people where, where there are no reasons. Well, I, I noticed also that you guys keep complaining when we send them to New York or D.C. or L.A. or Chicago, but you have no complaints whatsoever when they are overrunning rural areas and small towns along that Texas. I can't, again, the contrast is stark. And by the way, kind of racist, considering how many of these small towns along the border are majority Hispanic and are expected to simply just take in these people. In any case, here is a CBS News trying to trying to claim the cruelty. It's all cruel, oh, the, the tears. Uh, you know, solidarity, guys. Just, again, solidarity. My heart goes out to the victimized people of Martha's Vineyard who are having to deal with, like, a few days of charitable meal giving. It really, really rough stuff happening here. This operation, as you underscored, is completely different because this is a rural island on the Massachusetts coast. This island does not have the same level of social services and migrant refugee services organizations that can assist these migrants uh, resettle and get legal counsel and other services that they need to integrate into American communities. This island also does not have a Justice Department immigration court where these migrants can attend their asylum hearings. So a judge can decide whether they are eligible for asylum or whether they should be deported. And it also does not have an ICE field office where these migrants can check in because that is sometimes a requirement for these migrants. You know where I noticed these migrants are not? Under a bridge in El Paso, which is where Joe Biden was keeping them in mass. You know where I noticed these migrants are not? They're not at the holding centers that the media declared were actual concentration camps. I noticed they're not there. I noticed actually that they're in Martha's Vineyard. Gavin Newsom, by the way, declared that this is just absolutely cruel. It's the cruelest thing. It's so cruel, says Gavin Newsom. So he put out a long statement, formally requesting the DOJ to begin an investigation into inhumane efforts to use kids as political pawns. First of all, there's no federal crime that's been committed here. 
It is not the job of any state government to house illegal immigrants against the law. That is not their job. And if they pay for illegal immigrants to go to another state, that is also not a violation of any sort of federal law. Any attempt to say this is just stupidity. There is no violation of law that has happened here. But Gavin Newsom is running for president. He's basically standing just behind Joe Biden. And let, let me just say this. If Joe Biden is going down a flight of stairs, he should make absolutely sure that Gavin Newsom is not standing directly behind him. Because that could go real wrong real fast. That's how they end up with a real Lenin-Stalin sort of situation. Like, whoops, well, that's, oh, that's, that's it. Gavin Newsom so clearly running for president. So he's putting out statements like this one. Dear Attorney General Garland, like millions of Americans, I've been horrified at the images of migrants being shipped on buses and planes across the country to be used as political props. Oh, you mean like every single day border policy under the Obama and Biden administrations? Would that be what you're talking about here? Clearly, transporting families, including children, across state lines under false pretenses is morally reprehensible, but it also may be illegal. By the way, I should note here that when we are talking about morally reprehensible, he's saying that shipping illegal immigrants, like giving them the opportunity and the choice to get on a bus to go to New York City from Texas or to go to Martha's Vineyard on a plane, that this is reprehensible and immoral. That is shipping children across state lines as political props. Gavin Newsom simultaneously is putting up billboards in South Dakota, Indiana, Michigan, Ohio, South Carolina, Oklahoma, and Texas, specifically telling women that they should come to California to kill their babies. That, by the way, is not using children as political props. It's just bringing children across state lines so they can be killed. One of these things is super immoral and one of these things is not super immoral, I, I noticed. But Gavin Newsom is the height of morality, obviously. By the way, he also has a bill in the state of California that if mommy and daddy disagree about transing their child, and mommy grabs the kid and goes to California, they can trans the child over there. So that when you talk about using children as, a, as political tools, California is second to nobody in, in this area. Again, the fact that, that he's now running billboards in places like Mississippi, he's so transparently, transparently ambitious. It really, it really is an amazing thing considering there is a sitting Democratic president right at this very instant. Okay, but the, but the rhetoric gets even worse. We'll get to that in just one moment. So recently, the Daily Wire was CC'd on an email from a Harry's Razors customer who was canceling their subscription and switching over to Jeremy's. And here is what he wrote. Quote, Dear Harry's, I've used and enjoyed your razors for five years now. I even have a personalized Harry's handle. However, I was disappointed to learn of the circumstances in which your company disassociated from the Daily Wire. As such, I'm not giving any more of my money to you, as I think Jeremy, jeremysrazors.com, could find more uses aligned with the values I hold dear. I will add I'm a resident of the United Kingdom. Jeremy's does not currently ship outside the United States. Therefore, I'm arranging to have my Jeremy's subscription sent to my family in the United States, where it will then be sent at additional cost to me. This is a small price I'm willing to pay to expressly support those who stand against woke bullying. This understandably frustrated citizen who wrote this was certainly right about one thing. Jeremy can find more uses for your money aligned with the values you hold dear. And frankly, razors are just the beginning. We love this email. So we are encouraging you to do the same. When you subscribe to Jeremy's Razors, CC us on your breakup email with Harry's or Gillette. Perhaps that will be read on this show. Just email it to reviews at jeremysrazors.com. Stop giving your money to woke corporations that hate you. Instead, give it to Jeremy. Go to jeremysrazors.com today. Okay, so again, the extraordinary levels of ire from the left, over 50 illegal immigrants being sent to Martha's Vineyard and several thousand illegal immigrants being sent to the nation's largest cities that happen to be run by Democratic mayors, really astonishing. And the level of rhetoric is just amazing. So for example, you had a Latino civil rights leader accusing Greg Abbott of human trafficking on Fox News. 
Well, I'll tell you what, Jesus is very upset with Governor Abbott right now. Treating refugees as political piñatas and for a political stunt, dropping them off at 6 o'clock in the morning in front of the vice president's house, that's really inhumane and almost human trafficking. Almost human trafficking. Uh, well, actually, what is human trafficking is leaving the border open for actual human trafficking. This is unbelievable. I mean, seriously, we're going to complain about people being sent on air-conditioned planes to the nation's most populous, rich areas. That's human trafficking, not human trafficking, when two million people illegally cross the southern border and then are housed in rural areas where there are no resources. And then when citizens complain, you call them racist. It's, it's truly mind-boggling. CNN's John Berman, he does, he does my favorite version of what the media like to do. When she's like, it's kind of like the, I'm not saying it's like the Holocaust, guys, but it's kind of like, like, it's not like I'm saying Ron DeSantis is Hitler. All I'm saying is if he had a little mustache, here's, here's John Berman over at CNN comparing what is going on to the Holocaust. In Hitler's hands, this became what they called racial hygiene. They wanted to purify their races, their, you know, pool and it, it, they took it to an extreme. But, but there was an exchange of ideas between the U.S., Great Britain, Western Europe, and Germany. And, you know, we have to reckon with that here, too. Yeah, it wasn't just mainstream. In some ways, it was celebrated by figures who continue to be admired for other things. This is history. All of your documentaries are about history. Yeah. But all of them also make you think about where we are exactly. now. And we woke up to the news this morning that Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida sent two plane loads of migrants uh, to Martha's Vineyard off the coast of Massachusetts, including kids and whatnot. And I'm not saying this is not a one for one. This is not a parallel here in any way, but it does address some of the same themes. Oh, so some of the same themes as the Holocaust, but, but not one to one. It's not exactly like the Holocaust where, you know, you put people on trains and then you ship them to concentration camps where they were then shoved into gas chambers. And then their dental leftovers were, were searched for gold by the Nazis and their shoes were piled and their glasses. Were, like, it's not exactly like that, but kind of, isn't it? Like, the, no, it's not. Okay, there's no, it's not a one-to-one comparison. It's a zero-to-zero comparison. What are you even talking about? What are you talking about? There is no similarity whatsoever. But if you guys can't tell the difference between illegal immigrants go to richest area in America and receive delightful care and people shipped to death chambers. I, I what? Like, Really? George Takei does the same thing. Right? This is one of the, 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 honestly, like, this is pretty amazing. He says, as a child, I was put on a train and sent off by the government to a faraway place we'd never heard of. By the way, it's amazing. This guy has done literally nothing his entire career except play Sulu and be extraordinarily outspoken politically. And people still take this guy with any level of seriousness. Says, as a survivor of that policy, I'm appalled by what governors in Texas and Florida are doing now. Politicians back then treat us as, treated us as political scapegoats, less than human. Hashtag never again. Wait, hold up. So you are now comparing the plight of you, an American citizen taken by FDR and shoved into a concentration camp in the United States with the plight of illegal immigrants who crossed the border to get in because they would like to be in the United States being shipped to the richest and most liberal areas of the United States to receive free care. Exactly the same. Nailed it. Really well done here, guys. Just geniuses. By the way, it is worth, it is worth noting here that El Paso, Texas, okay, which is a Democrat-led city, has been sending buses of migrants to New York City because they don't have enough places to keep them in El Paso. Nobody cares about that because right? that's not a political stunt. That's just practicality. But it's truly, truly, by, by the way, so here's the real question. How are illegal immigrants taking this? Do they feel as though things are really brutal? Is it that brutal? I mean, considering they just crossed thousands of, of miles of borderland, that, that they have been kept in literally the worst conditions humanity can endure, moving from places like Honduras all the way up through Mexico and into the United States illegally. 
Is this like the hardest part of their journey? Exactly. Well, CNN asked some of the migrants, you know, how, how are these trips like, is, is it just like the trains? I mean, like, like how bad is it? It's like boxcar bad. Or are we just talking like internment of the Japanese American citizens bad? And the migrants are like, what? <laughs> like, um, it's kind of nice. I mean, it's air conditioned and got food and um, it, it seems kind of like, okay. Are you taking the bus? Tu eres tomando el bus a Washington, D.C.? Hoy sí. Today, yes. Sí. 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 Tu eres feliz? Are you happy? Sí, sí. And you're saying no one is being forced to go on these buses? No one has been forced. They're going out because they want to? Yes. This free ride to New York or Washington? Mm -hmm. The bus pulls away. Each passenger we talk to saying they appreciate getting the air-conditioned bus ride to what they hope is a much better road ahead. I mean, so basically Hitler. That's what I got from that. You know, if you'd been able to film interviews with the people who were being shoved onto the cattle cars, I really doubt that's the same thing. I, I just, I have some doubts. I have, they're like, yeah, you know, it's air conditioned. I kind of like it and it's pretty nice and we're going to a better life. No, no, not the same thing, you morons. And these, again, you keep saying that these people are being used as political pawns. They got on the planes because they were offered the opportunity to get on the planes or on the buses because they want to go to these places. And as it turns out, these are really nice places. They're not bad places. News Nation affiliate DC News Now spoke with one of the migrants who had arrived outside Kamala Harris's residence. Remember, this is a brutal human, human trafficking violation. Builder Alberto Pinto Sosa and his son traveled across eight countries from Venezuela to get to the United States. Sosa said he's the first of his family to make it to the United States. He's grateful to make a better life for his son. New York is their final destination. When asked how he has been treated, he said, perfecto. He said he's been treated with dignity and respect. He said, quote, much better than any other country I've passed through. Yeah, I know. It's not like what's happening now is not bad. It's just you guys are so mad. You're so mad. You might actually have to own the consequences of your own silliness. There's a New York Times piece, and the headline just doesn't match the text. Okay, it's from Miriam Jordan and Remy Tuman. Okay, here is how it's all about the, the illegal immigrants who have ended up in Martha's Vineyard. It says, quote, I ended up on this little island, migrants land in political drama. After long, perilous journeys, Venezuelans unexpectedly found themselves on Martha's Vineyard, wondering what comes next. Okay, and then it talks about how there was a lady named Perla, apparently, who in Texas kind of just walked up to some illegal immigrants and said that they would give them free flights to a sanctuary city and there are people to help them get on their feet. The place is called Massachusetts and all the rest of this. And then it talks about this, this evil Perla. Perla is terrible. It's just, it's just terrible. Okay, but here's the problem. Buried in this piece is the reaction of the illegal immigrants. Quote, I left my country to support my family, said Mr. Nazareth, a 34-year-old construction worker. He said since leaving his home in the country 18 months ago, he tried to make a living in Peru and Chile, but he couldn't make ends meet. Word spread among his friends, Venezuelans were managing to enter the United States where jobs were plentiful. I decided I would do anything to provide for my daughters, he said. More than 100 Venezuelans set out together. During the jungle crossing, they survived on unripe mango, green bananas, and iguanas after they ran out of food. Thugs robbed most of the money he carried, about 300 bucks. After being harassed by Mexican officials who demanded bribes, he said, he and his group arrived in Piedras Negras, Mexico, across the, Texas from, uh, across the border from Texas, where they intended to turn themselves into U.S. border authorities. The last leg of their trip was the Rio Grande. As they began to wade across, ropes affixed to their waists, the currents intensified, the water quickly rose to their chins. Mr. Nazareth's travel companion, Cesar, 22, suddenly slipped away and was later found dead. On Thursday, Mr. Nazareth expressed gratitude for the warm reception he and his brethren had received in Martha's Vineyard. Quote, they're treating us super well, he said. We are getting food, clothing, all our needs met. I love Massachusetts. But Quran stands a brutal man. This is just, 
I've never seen such cruelty. I, single tier, single tier, world's tiniest violin. I, I'm sorry that you guys are having to deal with this. Like, it, it's just, I mean, they, they're not, they're, there's not enough sympathy in the world for, for me to, for, it just doesn't exist. That My cup overfloweth. This one right here, it overfloweth. All right, guys, the rest of the show is continuing right now. You're not going to want to miss it. We will be getting into an environmental battle in Congress, plus Joe Biden saying that it's time to unify. Also, you're destroying democracy. If you're not a member, click the link in the description and join us. Yeah. <laughs>